This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 131 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name's Adam. I'm Maya. I'm Diane. And I'm Steve. How's everyone doing today? Good. Oh, good. How are you? So, what 131. So like that's a 13 and a 1 or if it's backwards it's also 13 and a 1. What's that called, Steve, when something's the same forwards and backwards? Uh um, Hyperbole, right? No, no, that's, no, no. that's an exaggeration. Whoa, 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 Starts whoa. with a P. That should not Who knows it? Oh, Portmanteau. Palindrome. Yes. It's embarrassing. Vocab word of the day on Taylor Talk. Palindrome, a word that is the same backwards and forwards. Can you guys think of another example? Well, isn't that a number, not a word? Oh, yeah, Hannah. Hannah's one. There's a lot of them. Okay. (laughs) You guys are whack. Diane, can you tell us what's coming up in the calendar, please? Yes, we have one thing. On May 18th, the 2014 Billboard Music Awards will air live. On ABC at 8 p.m., Taylor is nominated for Top Social Artist and Top Country Artist. That's it? Yes. Oh, okay. That's Thank you for the calendar, Diane. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> it's, a, it's a slow news day. What can we say? It's I a guess slow so. slow news week. Yeah. Oh, well. Not much going on. Or not a lot going on at the moment. Oh. Is that? Da da ch. Anyway, so for the main discussion today, we're going to be talking about a submission we got from Annabelle, who emailed us and asked that we talk about Last Kiss. Oh, the song. I love the song. Do you? Yes. Well, that's good, because we're about to talk about it. So I would ask what your initial thoughts are, but Diane already shared. So Maya and Steve, do you have anything to say about it before we get going? Um, no. I like it. (laughs) <laughs> Maya, did you say no? <laughs> I don't have anything to say right now. <laughs> Do you like the song, Maya? Yes, of course I like it. Do you hate the song, Maya? No, I don't hate it. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. I couldn't really tell there. The overwhelming enthusiasm I'm getting from you is like... No, I do like it. it. It's just it's a very, you know, it's a very emotional song. It's hard to get excited about it because it's like... Ugh. Well, you seem to know what it's about, Maya. So what's it about? In a nutshell. Uh, it is about, um, a, well, a, a breakup and, um, thank you, like, Maya. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, about well, a breakup. It's about like the part <laughs> after the breakup where you like think back on the relationship and how, like when you were in it, you never really thought it was going to end and now it did. And you're sad. I actually really like the way Annabelle uh, described it in her email. She said, she likes how even though it sounds like a sad song on the surface, it's about Taylor actually reflecting on the happy memories from her relationship. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a pretty good description. I I almost feel like that makes the song sadder, though, because Taylor's thinking about all of these good times that she had with this person and knowing that all those good times are gone. I think, I mean, yeah, it's great that she's, you know, that, 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 sh- that she had all those good times with this person, but they're not there anymore. I think that makes it worse. If I remember correctly, like she did this on tour a good bit, and it was what she did it like acoustic at the B stage. Yeah. Which tour are we talking about, Steve? Speak the now. Speak now tour. Okay, <laughs> sorry, uh, but but I thought that she even kind of introduced it. She always talks. She she was talking about everyone always thinks about their first kiss, but they never think about their last kiss with somebody. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure she mentioned that. And that was kind of like, when I heard that the first time, it was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. That's a good it's like, point. Wait a second. Taylor's like, right. Right. How often does that happen? Like, every single time? <laughs> yeah, like always. <laughs> like forever and always? Okay, Ooh. just stop. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Maya gave me my rim shot that time. <laughs> so, I mean, I suppose I could read you a quote of what Taylor had to say about it. She said the song Last Kiss is sort of like a letter to somebody. You say all of these desperate, hopeless feelings that you have after a breakup. Going through a breakup, you feel all of these different things. You feel anger, you feel confusion and frustration. Then there is an absolute sadness. The sadness of losing this person, losing all the memories and the hopes you had for the future. There are times when you have this moment of truth where you just admit to yourself that you miss all these things. When I was in one of those moments, I wrote this song. Mm. So I think that fits very well with what Annabelle said in her email about it being her reflecting on the happy memories. And then even further, what Diane said about then being even sadder because you had those happy memories. You're like, wait a second. They're gone. Yeah, They're gone 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 so i mean the secret message is kind of a giveaway as to who it's about forever and always so anyone want to throw it out there joe jonas yeah yeah just just a hunch and why is that i know the answer but i'm just saying (laughs) steve you're like i know the answer i just want to create some conversation here right exactly i think it has to do with the fact that forever and always is about uh joe jonas which is a song Uh off her um album before speak now fearless so and then of course there is the lyric within the song talking about uh july 9th and that is when taylor flew to dallas to see the jonas brothers mm-hmm. specifically mm-hmm. joe but you know that's what she was there to say what do you guys think about that 27 second intro though that everyone always points out like is that a coincidence or do you think that was very intended and deliberate, of course, based on the fact that Joe broke up with her in the 27-second phone call. Or at least that the Taylor said he did. I just, I feel like it's too obvious. Like, no intro could be exactly 27 seconds unless she didn't plan it to be exactly 27 seconds, you know? Yeah, like, it just seems like such Taylor's an arbitrary number. Taylor's a planner. Number. Yeah. Right. She's a very deliberate person. I don't think she does stuff by accident very much. <laughs> I think <laughs> if it's 27 seconds, then there's there's a good reason. That's really interesting, though. Mm-hmm. It is. 27 Especially since, since that would be such, like, like, why would she include the fact that they broke up in that amount of time in this song? Like, what does that exactly mean? You know? Like, what was her purpose in doing that? It could have just been a, I mean, it could be as simple as a clue as to who it's about. Or it could have been a jab at him. But the song isn't a jab at him, though. If it was a jab at him, the whole song should have been 27 seconds. Which <laughs> so is something really angry, but the song isn't. It's right. It's very sad. And at the end, she almost like, you know, is nice to him and hopes that he has a good life. Yeah. Mm. Maybe 27 seconds for her, it was like, the th- like what happened before she felt all these things in this song. Like that was the last talk that they had and then this is and you know and then the song is about what happened afterwards and how she felt after and you know what i'm saying Mm. it gets a little prelude in a way 
So you're saying sort of closing out your thoughts and emotions? Yeah. I mean, perhaps, but what does that have to do with the 27 seconds we were talking about then? Well, that's just the intro. The intro is the actual, like, breakup, and then the actual song is afterwards. Mm -hmm. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, see? Wow, that just clicked in my mind. Good job, Adam. (laughs) So this song starts off with the breakup. Right. Yeah. That's the beginning of the story of this song. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into the actual song, which is all in the post-breakup era, if you that, will. That was deep, Diane. That Thank you. Deep. That was I'm, really deep. I'm glad Steve translated my garbled <laughs> words into English <laughs> so you could understand. I don't, yeah, I don't exactly. Think that was Steve, Steve's English. It was just uh, uh, layman's terms yeah. or something, I guess, right? Steve speaks my language. Okay. That's what's up. It's a bro moment. <laughs> Mark so, the calendar. Let's get into some of these lyrics then. What lyrics can we pull out of here that are pretty awesome? I mean, we talked about some of the lyrics, you know, that July 9th lyric that hints at what um or what the song's about, who it's about. What else we got in here that jumps out at you? I love how like specific this song is. Like even in the first first when she says um i still remember the look on your face lit through the darkness at 158 like 158 is such a specific time and it, i don't know i i feel like for me when i hear this song it puts me in that m- moment with her and i see the things that she saw and she felt like there's a lot of places in this song that do that that really paint the picture for you well this is I guess one of those songs that she writes that is kind of very literal in its descriptions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of, I don't know. It's its just kind of a cool trait in some of her songs. Oh, It, it also kind of shows that she would, that isn't forgetting about everything to know the details of like the exact minute and all that kind of stuff. I think that's kind of important. Right. Yeah. You know, because sometimes that just easily gets blurred out and you're just like, oh, well, it was early in the morning. I don't remember. But it was like she knew 158. Boom. You know, mm-hmm. 158. Well, it could be a 158 on an alarm clock that was making his face light up. Ooh, Ooh maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I was just throwing something out there. <laughs> Steve, what have you got? What kind of lyrics do you think are, are jumping out at you? Well, one of the ones that's kind of interesting to me is the but now i'll go sit on the floor wearing your clothes um that kind of it's kind of interesting because it it kind of is a little parallel to all too well yeah because talking about clothing again talking about the scarf talking about wearing his clothes that i think she thing. likes to take her boyfriend's clothes no like, that's, that's, that's yeah but in all too well thing. he took her clothes no i know it just like it's interesting though like it seems like it means a lot to her she she brings it up a lot. Well, True, that makes sense th- because there's like this thing about clothes where they kind of, in a way, keep the person's smell. I know that might sound a little creepy. Well, but no, that I doesn't mean? sound yeah. creepy at all because yeah. Taylor has talked about how scents create memories, and that's why she wanted to get into creating a fragrance line with Wonderstruck, Wonderstruck Enchanted yeah, and exactly. Taylor Swift. So Taylor does place a lot of importance into memories according to smell. Very true. Mm-hmm. Sorry, she, she likes that sense. She likes her nose. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steve. What, what were you gonna say? I think. It but but I, I know a lot of relationships. Uh, you know, the women like to to wear the guys' clothes around the house. That kind of stuff. That just I don't know. Is that true, Maya and Diane? 
I mean, I like wearing them as sleep shirts. Okay. Yeah, but Same. yeah, I mean, I guess it's just like a very personal thing. So like if, I don't know, if they're not there and like you miss them, then like it's a nice thing to have. Because mm-hmm. it's like something of theirs. You know? Something I find odd about it, though, is how, um, what's the word? I don't know if risque would be the right word, but I feel like this song kind of goes some places that I remember that you wouldn't I, expect yeah. from her. Because wearing your yeah. clothes, sitting on the floor wearing your clothes means at some point she was not wearing her clothes. And then there's, <laughs> <laughs> it implies, it implies. Wait a second, everybody changes their clothes at some point. That that's That's stretching it. But she does also mention, I'll watch your life in pictures like I used to watch you sleep. Yeah. That's, that's creeper status. That Why is, is she watching him sleep? Okay, that's that, not creepy, okay, though. That, yeah, depends, that could have been any context. Sometimes, that's like straight up Edward Cullen watching Bella okay, while no, she's sleeping. Like, like, if somebody else is sleeping in your bed and you just happen to wake up in the middle of the night or something and they're asleep. But, like, what else are you going to do? Right, like, but... You just look over and, and you're watching them sleep. It's not like, oh, I'm going to wait for you to fall asleep and then I'm going to stare at you. It's right. like... <laughs> but no, but it was sort of a new... It was a new thing because we'd never really seen her talk about, like, a relationship in that way. Like, that much detail. Like, having clearly that, like, they'd been sleeping in the same bed. Okay, but just to play a little other side you don't know if that means that they were sleeping in a bed together that could have been like on a tour bus you know oh come on so what they're in a hotel with like two twins two doubles no on a tour bus you know how people fall asleep on on long drives yeah no but why would they be on a tour bus i don't know maya i'm just trying to make it clean (laughs) for the people here (laughs) but the song's not a clean song i know typically we avoid that area on this show but I mean, the song says it, so it's there for us to discuss. Like, I don't know how we can avoid that. Do you guys remember that interview with Joe Jonas that came out a few months ago where he talked about that he lost his virginity to Ashley Green? Yeah, I do remember that. And Ashley was after Taylor. Well, Well, this isn't necessarily referring to that, but... yeah. Yeah. I mean, there there are other areas. I mean, I have. I, I'm gonna throw myself out there. Oh, I've sh- I've shared a bed with a female before that I have oh, not God. done what? anything with. There you go. <laughs> Was it your sister? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Now this show's going in a direction I did not intend it to. Anyways, let's take this. But I'm back simply around. saying they can spend the night and they can cuddle, they can kiss without doing that. Yeah, Good that's point. true. So, <laughs> some other lyrics. What do you like, Adam? Well, I actually want to get your guys' opinion because I thought something that was really cool line in the song is right there in the chorus when she says, "Your name forever, the name on my lips." Mm-hmm. And the way I interpret it, and I want your opinions on it, is that he was her first kiss, and that's why his name will forever be there. They will be like the lips that he took the first kiss from i don't think that's true though. i don't think that's true either <sighs> well I, no I because disagree. she had guys in high school you know and i assume she probably kissed i them. mean i think this relationship was very significant because she wrote about it a lot <laughs> yeah um so i think it meant a lot to her and i think it has more to do with that than like the actual physical kissing it's more about that you know she felt very attached to him or 
Well, then Whatever. what's your interpretation of the line then? That, that was just my interpretation of it because I, I don't like know her history. She still area. thinks about him so much that she'd like, she still feels like like his name is the one that she wants to say, even though he's gone. Yeah, I almost feel like to her, this was her first love and that's why it meant so yeah. much to her. So maybe, maybe then combining those two theories combining your theory with my theory maybe it was the first like real passionate kiss the one that actually meant something that had something behind it yeah that's possible yeah there you go that's more possible yeah. i like that interpretation that's because you made it up you came up <laughs> no with it's it. because it's 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 you get shot it's down mine so i found a way your... to bring it back around okay okay there's like a very hollywood line in here too oh which one uh, it's kind of when she's going on kind of describing everything that she likes about him. And it's how you'd kiss me when I'm in the middle of saying something. Yeah. There's not a day I'd miss those rude interruptions. I swear, how many movies have I seen that where, like, the girl's like, blah, 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 and then just, you know. Yeah. Oh, like the just... whole kiss in the middle of the sentence yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, it is. But... It's actually more the other way around most of the time I see it, though. It's usually the guys kind of yammering on, and the girl just kind of goes in there. no. It's a mixture. I think people like that though. It's like it's, it's great. A surprise I, I think kiss. it's yeah. cute. It's really right. cute. Do you know what I do like in this song also that speaks a lot to Taylor's personality? Hmm? Is the part where she says, "Because I love your handshake, meeting my father." Because this isn't the only song she talks about. Um, you know, wh- wh- why am I trying to blank on the title about talking business with my father? Somebody um, fill me in. Um. 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 Wait. Oh. Uh, totally drawn a blank on the title. Oh, it's damn not it. tell me why. The way I loved you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think that speaks to her personality that um, she's really looking for somebody that gets along with her family. Mm-hmm. I know that's kind of off the subject of what this song's about, but I just, that, that co- sort of, I don't know. I just thought of it while we were here talking. So. Yeah. Cool. You guys are like, I really don't care what you have to say, Adam. Like, no, let's no, just get I, through this episode. I, try, are you guys bored? Do you want me no, to tell no, a no. joke? No, no. stop, Adam. I I'm trying to think something. about this handshake thing because <laughs> there's different ways to, to interpret it. Like, what do you mean, Steve? Well, for instance, it's like, because I love your handshake, meeting my father. Like, the first time I thought about it, um, Adam and I know this rather well, is what's very important is you have to have a good, firm handshake. Like, you're going for a job interview for ever, for any of that kind of stuff. That's the best thing you can do is kind of go in like almost more of a grip than you really think you should. Because there's I've nothing worse than like kind of like just like a the very dead fish light. handshake. Yeah. I mean, it makes a world of difference. And it's kind of that's the first thing I thought about. You know, he's he's very confident. That's that's important. And actually, the lines ahead of that uh, kind of support that, you know, he gets he's dancing and he gets Taylor out there to dance and. You know, he's the life of the party, that kind of stuff. But I was also thinking of the handshake being like one of those crazy cool handshakes, like you do the fist bump and, you know, like that. I was just seeing that version of it, too, and I thought it was kind of funny thinking of it. Like him being some sort of, like, jokester. Yeah, like going up and being like, yeah, how's it going there, Dad? (laughs) Talk about a personality change in Taylor not liking dancing. Now she dances with no shame. Yeah, I don't know what that line's about. I think it's more like the, like she likes dancing on her own and being ridiculous, but like actually dancing and like trying to look good doing it is a whole different thing. Uh, yeah, you that know. Makes sense. 
Here's an interesting also, question. Also, dancing with someone is very different. That's true. Than very just true. dancing by yourself. Here's an interesting question. Okay. Does Taylor still care about Joe? Oh, I don't know. I, I think he said that they're like chill now. Yeah, they're the, friendly. That one, whatever, that but... one speak now show that he came to, she like gave him a hug. Also, that was that was fun because that was when she was singing "Last Kiss" on B stage, and somebody put him in the in the B stage like the area Ooh. right around there. And there's video of it. You can see her. She sings it right at him. It's great. Ooh, that would be tough. Yeah. I, I think that does show some, uh, like, not necessarily feelings like wanting to get back together, but feelings like, like, hey, this is how you made me feel. I, why yeah, I want you to I know remember, this. I've seen the video, and, like, the best is when she gets to the, um, I do remember the swing of your step, the life of the party, you're showing off again, the showing off again, she looks right at him, and, like, <laughs> rolls her eyes, oh. and, like, you can see him, like, laugh, like, like, I think they're okay now, but... Uh, that's yeah, funny. Just... We got to find that video and put it up on the uh, show it's notes hilarious. here for episode one thirty one. It's really great. Do you know what um, concert he came to? Oh, it was one of the ones in California. The, the San Diego one, probably. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I think I heard that. Yeah. So, Steve, you mentioned earlier a correlation, sort of, to All Too Well. But All Too Well is, I mean, we assume about Jake, not mm-hmm. Joe. So. Where'd you come up with that? I was just referring to to the whole clothing aspect. That's that was my tie in to the the two because they're both kind of. So you're drawing yeah. a correlation in the writing style as opposed to theme. Right. I almost think that the theme that not seems the themes are almost the same because in both songs she's going through all of these good times with this person and talks about them and she realizes that she's not going to have those anymore i could i almost feel like it's in in some ways the same song i i actually now that you point that out i see that same song different relationship it's talking about the memories and one of the strong memories drawing back to your point steve is the clothing Mm -hmm. aspect of it right so So those two theories actually tie together what steve said and what you said diane so so last kiss 2.0 is that Except though the one exactly. the the only difference that I see between the two songs is in Last Kiss, she's not mad at him. Like there's never a moment where like you know she has any anger or whatever. But in the other song, she's like, yeah. "Hey, you I call me up again just to wrote, break me like a promise." Like that's. I think when she wrote Last got, Kiss, she wasn't even at the anger part. I think she was just sad. Yeah. You know, it's like you haven't even gotten angry yet. You're just upset. Well, that like, goes back to what she said. She said that she hit that point of absolute sadness. And that's the yeah. point at which she wrote this song. Yeah, mm-hmm. that comes before the angry part. Not to mention, with the exception of the 27-second breakup phone call, did Joe ever do anything to really hurt her? Yeah, um, uh, supposedly um, oh, the song. Um, he <laughs> left her for Camilla Bell or whatever. Yeah, also in the song, so much yeah, better. which is in other songs. <laughs> well, you know what they say about Camilla Bell. She's she's better known for the things that she does on the mattress. This Whoa. Been, this and episode that, is that getting... That song was a retaliation to his song, So Much Better. Yeah. Because, you know, at the end, like, come on, show me how much better you are. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. You, you guys know that song, I, right? I, I do. I, yeah. I do not, actually. No. I used to be a oh, Joe Bro fan. You should listen to it, because... It's 
angry (laughs) and mean i I want to say like the second line in that song is like i'm done with all the teardrops on her guitar it's uh wait now i'm like i'm done with superstars yeah something i'm done with superstars and all the tears on her guitar yeah Wow. It's very mm-hmm. obvious. No, but if you listen to that and then you listen to Better Than Revenge, things start to make a lot more sense. Huh. Joe. You'll see she's calling it, she calls it out. It's it's great. So, so you have to listen to Last Kiss first. Last then Kiss. Okay. Then So Much Better, Jonas Brothers, and then Better Than Revenge. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Because Taylor always gets the last word. Yeah, they I, had like I guess a so. <laughs> little. Well, there's nothing like, no she more. does better than revenge, so I would exactly. hope she gets the last word. That Funny. Joe. Should I should I bring back the old Joe singing? No. What? No, no let's not. No. I don't think my ears are ready for that. <laughs> oh, but I sound just like Joe when I do it. Oh. Okay, I'll spare you. Thank you. You hey, got I'm lucky not- this time. I I, I, nice. I do want to say one more thing about the song, and I don't know exactly where it fits in, but going back to the um, um, watching you sleep line. Creepy. Yes. I This is my favorite line in this whole song. Um, when she says, so I'll watch your life in pictures like I used to watch you sleep, and I'll feel you forget me just like I used to feel you breathe. I think it's cool how she compares something so... I want to say like far away from him in the fact that she's like seeing his life in pictures and ads and whatever and then to being so close to him as um in um watching him sleep I feel like she's some she has this thing that she does sometimes that blows my mind where like she'll sum up like a universal experience in like five words where like I feel like that's something that you tend to a lot of people will go through where like you have a breakup and then i don't know you'll like see the person or hear mm-hmm. about the or person, like see and them then, on facebook or twitter right. and you yeah. look at it and you're like how is it that like whatever x amount of time ago i was so close to them like feeling them and breathe, now you're whatever so far. and now yeah and she literally summed that up in one line and i can't handle yeah, it <laughs> that's exactly what i was gonna what? say it it it's it's so crazy how she did that and i uh, and i think about what that would be like for her in the fact that she's you know out in the world with all this fame and 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 joe is too because um like if she doesn't want to see you know his twitter or whatever she doesn't have to but if she walks you know someplace in target and then she sees like a like a joe doll like you can't avoid that it just (laughs) happens (laughs) you know what i mean like that must be so yeah, I think hard. even like Ellen was like, "How like isn't it's a little bit challenging that like your ex is on like lunch boxes and pencil sharpeners?" And she was like, "Wow, I didn't know they had pencil sharpeners." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you yeah. can't avoid it. He's everywhere. So the second part of that line, though, they've kind of disappeared. What did you yeah, say, Steve? Sorry, I, I was I was trying to talk over you, but I was uh, unsuccessful. I was just saying I have not seen much Jonas Brothers stuff lately. Oh no, because they, they've they they're did down. Break up, you know that, right? right? I, I don't follow them enough to know. Okay. Yes, they no. broke up. Oh, is, is that where like all the One Directioners came from? <laughs> I think uh, that's a different yeah. age of people. They grew up a little though. It's younger girls yeah. now oh, who okay. are into One Direction. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay, thank you for that fandom analysis. <laughs> Go ahead, Diane, that second part of the line there, though, and I feel you forget me like I used to feel you breathe. What does that mean? I don't even get that line. 
feel you what? forget I me. I feel you forget me like I used to feel you breathe. I feel like feeling someone forget you is more an emotional thing. Like, oh, they didn't text me. It's like or... she's just kind of trying to show like the like what we we're just talking about, like the how crazy it is that like you're drifting apart from someone and you can sort of feel that they're caring less and less about you, but you can still remember the feeling of like lying with them and feeling them. Oh, breathing. I'm seeing it now. Now that I keep rereading it like 20 times over, it finally clicked <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah. It's seeing like that you... she's comparison, comparing one feeling to another. And the like space that you would feel because, you know, yeah. she used to be like literally like contact with him. And then you feel the distance and the space of what happens after the breakup. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thumbs up. Thank you for that. <laughs> On the Speak Now tour, we talked briefly about the performance. What did you guys think of it? Having it be like a B-stage performance wasn't like a full production number. Turn her guitar. I, I liked it, it that excellent. way. I think it's such a personal song that it works better being stripped down and just having her sing it. Mm-hmm, definitely. I thought so, too. I you don't really think s- there was a way she could have done it otherwise. Yeah, yeah there's really not a the whole emotion. lot of instrumentation mm-hmm. on it anyways. Like, she could have like... had she could have had people in giant costumes of lips dancing around. <laughs> like like Pink. Yeah, like sorry. Pink. I was I was making a reference there to at Pink's performance Heart at the iHeartRadio Music, Music Festival. Festival a couple years ago. <laughs> oh, that would have been silly. Pink for her uh, blow me one last kiss. Hey, wait, that's a last kiss too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Check that out. So she could have done people in lip costumes dancing around. But yeah, it was totally simple. But I think this was the classier choice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'd agree. It was classy. Keep it classy. So by extension of that, not being able to really make a stage production of it, do you guys have any ideas entering the director's chair how you would direct a music video of this if one existed? Hmm. I know it's a hard question, right? I, I, I would keep going back to the black and white when thinking about the past kind of thing. You know, you could see him there at a party and, you know, pulling her out on the floor to have her dance and meeting her father and shaking his hand and just everything about him and just snuggling. So, and Steve, yours would, your music video for this would be very, like, visual? Literal, yeah. Like just, I feel like it would be cool to do like a, the literal thing contrasted with her kind of like sitting alone in a dark empty room being sad. Yeah, definitely. I see that too. That's like the same like music video like, idea for every song, but every song's like, the same. So Back to December kind of plus that, <laughs> mm-hmm. but without the snow. Maybe we'll rain instead. Rain inside? No, not rain inside. Well, she does recall the smell of the rain. Yeah, so if, you know, if she was, like, alone in a dark room and it was, you know, there was a rainstorm on outside. I would see this music video playing out very much like a chick flick. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's what it would look like visually to me. Can you describe what that looks like to you? Yeah, like I was just, you know, the the smell of the rain fresh on the pavement. I ran off the plane. It would show her running off a plane and jumping into his arms. But just I like feel in a like chick flick. you would have to be like in slow motion or something. Because otherwise it would look silly if like there's such a happy, excited scene compared to all the sad stuff. Like you would have to sadden the happy scene somehow to make it 
so it, so it wouldn't look ridiculous, right? I guess. No, maybe. I I okay. I don't know. I'm not enough of a director to. Well, well what what about what about if you did it in color and then just slowly the the colors fade. start to get more pale and Ooh. pale and then kind of fade to just like a grayish. Steve you know. is such a creative genius. Oh, Steve, I like that. That uh, would be interesting. Uh-huh. I don't. Have, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. Ooh. Has that been done? Should we copyright that? Did you just invent something? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, awesome. you can copyright it. Go for it. Okay. Go for it, big guy. Fortunately, this episode is recorded and dated, so if anyone does it after this episode, you can like claim they ripped you off. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so Steve. On a scale of 1 to 13, where would you rank this song? I would rank this... I would rank it 10. Okay. It's a, it's, it's a good song. It is almost better to see this live acoustically than more of the album. Wait, say that again? Like, on seeing it live... When she's just playing it, the live version day. is better than the recording. Yes, because there's less going on there. You know, it's not all the studio magic and all that kind of stuff. It's just really kind of stripped down to her and her guitar, and just you can feel the emotion that much more. So basically, you like this much better as an acoustic song. Yes, I think I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. Had to think Ooh. about it for a sec. What about your numbers? That. My number? It's not my turn yet, Steve. Well, I'm just saying, are you agreeing with my thoughts on the acoustic versus the album version? No, I do agree. I think it would actually be a little bit more powerful acoustic than a full production. Okay. Or fully produced track. Diane? 1 to 13. I'm going to give it a 13 out of 13. Wow! This is one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs ever. Why is that? I I just think oh okay for me when I first heard this song, this was like the moment that I realized Taylor. The moment was you an, knew. It was the moment I knew that Taylor was just an incredibly awesome songwriter. Like there's just so many cool lines in this song. It's like painted so beautifully. Like I just I don't know. There's something about it that I just really really love. Well, do you know what? You said this was the moment you knew it was like a. Uh whatever taylor was a phenomenal songwriter right yeah i have a friend who i will leave unnamed again because of the wrath of the swifty community (laughs) who said she likes to forget that the album speak now even exists why don't know who is this friend we'll we'll talk about this after (laughs) (laughs) you gonna go like banging down her door explain yourself but it's just interesting she thinks this is the the Chorus written album out of all four. She doesn't like this one. This she is her like least this favorite. Song or she doesn't like the album. The album as a whole likes to forget. Speak now even existed. No, that's rude. No, and she's a big Taylor fan too. Really? It's not like a random person. Do I know her? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who you know. Right. I just want your opinion on that because you gave this song a perfect thirteen out of thirteen. I mean, I don't understand how you could think this song isn't written well. I don't either. That's why I just wanted your opinion. I just it just baffles me that someone would think that. Anyways, how dare they? <laughs> how dare someone have an opinion? Vicious evil scum. 
Maya Papaya, one to thirteen. Um, I will go twelve. Twelve. Um, I th- I think it's one of her best, um, lyrically, and yeah, it's always been a favorite. Near perfection. Mm-hmm. Do you know it's kind of funny? Speaking of our one to thirteen scale. What? Uh, Big Machine recently tweeted something asking Taylor fans to rank something on a scale of 1 to 10. And we had a listener who replied, and I wish I had saved this tweet because I would credit them for it. But they replied to Big Machine saying something about how Swifties don't rank on 1 to 10. They rank on 1 to 13. Just ask Taylor Talk. Oh, nice. <laughs> I thought that was cool. <laughs> I hope they saw that. Yeah, I don't know if they saw it or not. But Maya gave it a near-perfect 12. What do I give it? Hmm. What do you give it? I'm going to agree with Steve on the 10. I think it's a very, very well-written song. I agree with Diane on that point. But it's not one that I really listen to, so I have a lot of trouble giving it a perfect 13 or even a 12 like Maya did. Just can't do it. Okay. That is that. Hope you all enjoyed the discussion on Last Kiss. Thank you to Annabelle again for emailing and asking us to talk about it. It was a fun discussion. Hope we did it justice for you, Miss Annabelle. We got some mini segments to move on to. Steve, can you please give us the first one? I uh, will do that. The first one comes from Twitter from Swiftly Twinning. You know you're Swifty when you sign on at least one person's yearbook. What do you think of Taylor Swift? I hope you think of me. (laughs) Taylor puns. I like it. I don't have any yearbooks to sign anymore. (laughs) When I was in high school, Taylor Swift did not have an album out yet. (laughs) Yes, she did, didn't she? When did you graduate? I graduated 2006. (gasps) You're right, she didn't. June 2006. uh, Taylor Swift came out, what? It was towards the end of 2006? Right? I think so. Steve, Google. (laughs) <laughs> i'm used to you doing this for me steve fact checking oh, all right isn't this a question in um um quiz up is it i don't Ooh. honestly it i did not do all the questions in the taylor swift quiz up i did the majority of them but not all of them hold on october 24th 2006 yeah so like i said when i was in high school taylor swift did not even have an album out yet that's amazing you're old yeah i guess she didn't it came out when i was in high school yeah me too yeah wow you guys are old too you're like you're like almost as old as taylor herself yeah she's like a year and a half older than me yeah all right what's the next one Uh, okay the next one is from uh t swift underscore updating on twitter you know you're Swifty when you still freak out when an old song like Tim McGraw starts playing on the radio. I do that. I do that too. I always like, turn the radio all the way up and people... My favorite is when there's a station near my home that'll sometimes just play Story of Us randomly. And I love to like crank that and bother everyone. While That's a them. fun one to blast out. Yeah. Hey, that is speaking a fun... of Tim McGraw, uh, June 19th, 2006. Or that's when uh it came out as a single yeah so that just, just missed so that school. was like literally right after i graduated like yep. maybe a week or so Darn after yeah. <laughs> barely missed it sorry steve i couldn't sign any yearbooks if we want to be technical steve was like already out of college so 
<laughs> I outed him. Sorry, buddy. All right, I'll live. All right, at, I don't know how you even say this, Vania Robles 24 on Twitter said, you know you're Swifty when you realize Taylor breathes the same air as you. I'm a nerd because when I go see her in concert, I'll be like, oh my God, she's in the same room as me. Do you know what, I've I, seen I, people who are like, oh my God, she's in my state. Oh I, my yeah. God, she's in, in my the same state. time zone as me. Like, I, I take okay, it a step further, down. Diane, and I'm like, she's in the same building as me before we even see her. Yeah, Taylor Swift is here. <laughs> she's here somewhere. Where is she? Does she just technically breathe the same air, though? Because probably if you're, not. you're breathing in the oxygen, you're giving out carbon dioxide. She's not taking in the carbon dioxide. She's also breathing oxygen. This was facts with Steve. Well, yeah. Vital information for your everyday life. <laughs> if anyone's old enough to remember that reference, I love you. Wait, that sounds familiar. What's that from? Is it from All That? Yeah, it is. It's, it's from that. All That on Nickelodeon. <laughs> the, the original All That back in the day. Okay, this one comes from Taste Swift's Groom. Oh, nice Twitter name. Um, and they say, you know you're Swifty when you cry listening to any of her songs and you're actually a macho dude nice Aww. hey steve's a macho dude and he cries all the time i don't cry all i'm the a macho time. dude but i don't cry uh-huh uh-huh we'll just give a, a macho dude a fist bump so there you go <laughs> fist bump yep okay the next one came via email from Catherine, and if swifties ruled the world taylor talk would be the most downloaded podcast uh, now, that would be cool that's not true, but we are the most downloaded Taylor Swift podcast, so there's that. Boom! Something, at least. <laughs> um, okay, next we have one from TinyLoo13 on Twitter. You know you're Swifty when you stay up late all weekend talking to Swifties in other countries and helping them find a new apartment. Ooh. That's nice of you. I Swifties love that one. Swifties. I love that submission because beyond finding uh helping your friend find a new apartment it brings something that we actually i don't even know how often if ever we've talked about it here on the show and that is making friends in the swifty community and how cool that is that you can do it's that the best it is mm-hmm. yeah you end up like meeting a lot of your best friends when you have something like taylor to bond over mm-hmm. and it's very that. cool so Next one is from Hairflip Swift thirteen, who says, "You know, you're Swifty when you post hundreds of different pictures with the same caption on Instagram to get Taylor's attention." Hashtag the thirst is real. Maya had Taylor like one of her pictures. I did. That's pretty cool. It was fun. I'm very <laughs> fascinated by this whole thing going on right now with Taylor on Instagram, where she's liking and commenting a lot of fans' uh, photos. Mm-hmm. Because. She hasn't done it anywhere else. She hasn't done it on Facebook. She hasn't done it on uh, Twitter. Yeah, but you ha- you pick your poison when it comes to social media. You know, there's some people that use Facebook that don't really understand Twitter, don't do anything with it, or if they do, it's not their main, you know. She does tweet awesome tweets, but this is probably a great way for her to get a little fan interaction there. I guess she just has a love for Instagram. Well, it's so much better to like something than it is to favorite it. It just doesn't have the same, you know. Yeah, and I think with Twitter, if she did that with fans, there would be, like, 
mass chaos mass chaos and we would all be able to see which person she replied to and which you know tweet she she liked or whatever because there's that you know mark of it on twitter but on in, but on um instagram you don't really have that like you do but you would have to go search for it you know what i mean do we have an instagram yes. nope really? i have a personal one but we don't have a taylor talk one i have a personal one too and it doesn't have a single photo on it i've never used it you <laughs> I think you're doing but it wrong. I have like 33 followers on there. Aren't you special? <laughs> I've had that account. I don't even know one. how many years. It's been at least like two years that I've had that account completely unused. Wow. All right. This one, uh, actually our last one comes from Regina Justin underscore. And they say, you know, you're Swifty when you feel uncomfortable when people use the satisfaction font when it's not related to Taylor Swift. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Me too. Oh, my gosh. That Real quick. nuts. Real quick, to fill in everyone who doesn't know, Satisfaction font is that loopy Taylor Swift font that she uses on the earlier albums before Red. Um, but what I was oh my goshing about was there's a shoe store in the mall I went to, yes. and there's a line of men's shoes. I don't remember what it men's is. Shoes? Men's what, shoes? There's a line of men's shoes, and they use the font, and it starts the first the first. It's a TS also. A T and then an S, and I'm like, it looks Wait, like isn't that kind of a... That? feminine font yes yeah but it's a line of men's shoes and i cannot remember what it is but like maya said it's a ts also the initials are ts i wonder if they did that on purpose that'd be kind of weird maybe that's why taylor changed her font to avoid confusion with a brand of shoes that none of us is familiar with (laughs) yeah taylor should make her own font isn't that what she did with the red font isn't that not available there are fonts that are similar, similar like Bebes New Year, something like that, is a very similar one to the red font, but I don't know if it's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So, that's that. Thank you to everybody who sent those in. We love all the submissions from you guys. Keep coming for future episodes. We got one more segment before we go, and that is what are Swifties listening to? This week, Pierce on Facebook suggested that we listen to Sam Smith. She says, Taylor is a fan. She had him as a special guest when she was touring in London. I really like Nirvana and Latch, which in parentheses is acoustic, so I assume that's an acoustic song. Can someone correct me if I'm wrong on that? I think you're right. Okay. And stay with me. His album, In the Lonely Hour, comes out June 17th. Ooh. Cool. Are I've any seen of a lot familiar? of people talking about him. Really? And being really excited about him. And yeah, he's getting, he's slowly getting big. He so. has such like a like a soulful sound. I've, yeah, he I has like a really a few, good voice. Mm-hmm, a few of his songs, he's good. Well, I'll have to check him out. So, thank you for suggesting that Pierce. It's an artist. I'm I'm personally not familiar with him. Judging by Steve's quiet nature, he's not either. So he's from England, right? Yeah, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you can pre-order his album on iTunes right now. So yeah, if you're really excited. <laughs> cool so we'll put we'll actually put a link to that up in our show notes at taylortalk.org slash episode 31 but for now it's time to wrap up episode 131 of taylor talk again special thanks to annabelle for suggesting our main topic of discussion this episode hope you enjoyed it hope everyone out there enjoyed it thank you for sitting here with us for all this time how long have we been talking guys oh a little less than an hour wow long enough (laughs) yeah long enough i gotta get rid of steve now finally (sighs) (laughs) 
So if you guys want to contact us for future episodes, submit to any of the mini segments in there. You guys know how to contact us. You can email us, taylortalk at taylorswift13.org. You can tweet us, Facebook us, Taylor connect us, or ask us a question on AskFM to taylortalk13. You can call us, leave us a voicemail, or a text message to area code 240-31-SWIFT. For those of you out of the U.S. who don't want to pay those international rates, you can go straight to taylortalk.org. There's a button on the side that says send a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you guys. We'll play your voicemail here on the show so everybody can hear from you, and it's going to be a blast. We're going to have a lot of fun in future episodes. So for now, this has been Adam. Maya. Dan. And Steve said, have a great week, guys. Bye-bye. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Take care. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.